I hope that you guys, if, if you've been joining in with us over this Holy Week, we've just been taking, uh, taking time to, again, point ourselves towards a cross. And it's actually something that uh, we've been doing with our seniors group. We've been uh, journeying through Lent. And just, it's always nice when we can kind of focus our thoughts, focus our, our time with God, and just think about the incredible gift that God's given us and what we get to remember on Easter. I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians 11, uh, 23 to 26. So if you have your Bible, if you want uh, to take a look at that, just reminded me to jump on here because I got the text message. If you've been signed up for our daily text messages, you would have received a text with this verse as well. And it's, it's a particular verse where, um, Paul is recounting what Jesus, um, Jesus instituted on the night that he was betrayed. So again, we'll give it a few more moments just to let people join us throwing in some waves there. And then we will get started. So I hope everybody is, I've got my, uh, I've got my coffee for this morning. Sometimes you can't tell if I'm drinking or not. But it's always, uh, especially on a cold morning like this morning, it's nice to have a nice hot drink. Freddie, it's good to see you. This is actually what we call Maundy Thursday. And as we've been journeying through Holy Week and preparing our hearts for Good Friday and Easter Sunday, um, this is more of a liturgical tradition. So it's not always something that we do together uh, as a Pentecostal church, but I really enjoy it. I hope that you guys have been enjoying this. Now, Maundy Thursday is actually... um, the word Monday is a it's a Latin word. It actually means commandment. So it kind of gives us a little bit of an idea of today and this journey that we're on. So I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. And if you have your Bible with you, if you want to read it, Paul, he's writing to the church in Corinth. And he's just writing about what was given to him and what Jesus did on the night that he was betrayed. So 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three to 26 says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Now, for a lot of us who have uh, been in church for a while, we, and even at one church, we celebrate communion every month. So we're familiar with this passage, but it's a good reminder for us. And Maundy Thursday is a day where Jesus instituted um, the Lord's Supper. So what is happening right now when we read 1 Corinthians and Paul is recounting what Jesus did, Jesus is celebrating the Passover meal with his disciples. So 
if you're familiar with the Passover, this was a festival that um, the Israelites, they just, uh, they were reminded, they would celebrate this uh, meal together to remind themselves of their deliverance from slavery in Egypt. So the Passover, it was a meal that they would celebrate. It was the sparing of their firstborn sons and their deliverance. So they had experienced 400 years of slavery uh, and bondage. In that time, they would have heard of God's promises. They would have heard from their ancestors these promises that were made. And as a slave, it might have seemed kind of far off. But there came this moment where God brought uh, Moses, who he used to help deliver them, out of slavery and then as they're preparing to leave and as they're preparing to go and God has delivered them and there there had been nine plagues that had that God had used and they're coming to the tenth plague and God tells them to do the particular things he says okay my angel is going to go through the land and the firstborn he's going to come and every firstborn in the land is going to be taken and then uh, um, says, okay, every firstborn, but you'll be spared if you follow my instructions and you sacrifice a lamb, you place a blood on the doorpost, you place a blood on the doorpost of your home and you'll be passed over. So this is what Jesus and his disciples are celebrating is this Passover. They had to have an unblemished, a spotless lamb. Okay. So they're, they're celebrating this meal together and they're reminding themselves of God's supernatural deliverance and the high price that that would have cost them. So they'd celebrate this year after year after year of how God delivered them and gave them salvation. So this is uh, an incredible um, reminder for the disciples. And Jesus then, he's using this to kind of give them and point them to what is about to happen. But also what's, uh, what is incredible is when we read in John, there's something else that happens as well. And we read about, okay, Jesus, he's celebrating this meal with his disciples. He's pointing, okay, hey, we've just reminded ourselves of this unblemished sacrifice of a lamb that brought about Israel's salvation. He's pointing, he's saying, I'm going to be that lamb that's going to bring about salvation, but not from slavery and national slavery, but from slavery to sin and death. And Jesus also, he does something else. He takes time, we read it in John, he takes time to wash the disciples' feet. John says that actually during this meal where they're reminding themselves of God's salvation and Jesus is pointing towards his self-sacrificing love that he's going to give of himself, he takes an opportunity and he actually washes the disciples' feet. So there's this incredible act of uh, service of humility, of uh, servant leadership that Jesus is showing during this meal while he's pointing towards salvation. And while, so there's a lot that's going on and there's a lot for us to kind of be um, reminded of on this Maundy Thursday. So Jesus, he he's saying, okay guys, we've just celebrated about God's deliverance and how there has been salvation from slavery and I'm going to be the one who delivers us from slavery of sin and death. He demonstrates servant leadership and then he gives this commandment and he actually says, you know what? There's this final commandment to love one another. So when we see and when we think of Monday Thursday, there's a lot that's going on and there's a lot that we can be reminded of. 
and we see the sacrament of communion. Some people call it the Lord's Supper, and that is continually pointing us towards the cross. We see this servant leadership that Jesus is demonstrating, and then we're given this commandment. We're given this commandment to love one another. So I thought today on this Maundy Thursday, what a great opportunity for us to just be reminded of that. There's so much as we've journeyed through Holy Week, there's so much for us to be thankful of because we've been reminded of the cross. We've been reminded of Jesus' suffering, that suffering servant. We've been reminded how he chose this way. But as we get to Maundy Thursday, we have an opportunity just to be a bit contemplative and say, okay, let's take time to think again about that, what Jesus, that salvation that we can experience through Jesus' death on the cross, that salvation from sin and death. And I, I think as I often have been in a communion service, I sometimes forget that the Lord's Supper, the context of it was a meal. There, it was done in community. It was done with people. We didn't rush through it, but there was time. And they just, um, they would have been a slow, deliberate process that they would have gone through. I think, okay, on, on this day, maybe this is a great opportunity for us to, as we've journeyed towards the cross, today I want to encourage you, why don't you take some time to think about exactly that, Jesus' salvation, that salvation from sin and death. We have an opportunity to do that. You might want to over a meal. It could be with your family. It could be with people around you. Just to, okay, let's take a slow, deliberate remembrance of what Jesus has done for us. And that's an incredible opportunity. And we, we've been doing that all week. But with Maundy Thursday, there's something special because also Jesus demonstrates, he not only points us to the cross, but he also demonstrates how we can serve. And he gives us the, this commandment to love each other. And when we think of that, Jesus' sacrifice for us, it enables us to do just that, to serve and to love each other. And as followers of Jesus, we we see that we've been set free from the slavery of sin and death. And now we have this incredible opportunity to serve and love each other. So I want to challenge you not only to think of, okay, this is what Jesus has done for me. Here's how he has um, set me free from slavery to sin and death. But how can I serve and love other people? Lord, I, how can we do that together? So I think on Maundy Thursday, this is a great opportunity for us. Let's not only... Uh, prepare our hearts and be reminded to think about what Jesus has done for us. But let's ask him, Lord, you've given us, you've enabled us to have this opportunity to serve and love others. And that's that really is my prayer that today we would just, uh, that God would give us names of people, how we can do that, that we would be able to take advantage of those opportunities. So I hope that over this week, you've just felt as we've been taking these slow, deliberate steps towards a cross, that you felt that closeness. And I'm going to take an opportunity to pray for us. I know that uh, this, this season has, hasn't been easy for everyone, but I think uh, particularly this year and last year, uh, the light of Easter, that Jesus, that incredible reminder of him setting us free, is such a meaningful moment for us. So I hope that as we have been preparing our hearts, you've been feeling that closeness to God. Let's keep reminding ourselves of what God has done. 
Let's take advantage of the opportunities that we have to serve. And let's do our best as we've been enabled as followers of Jesus to just continue um, to love and serve each other. So will you join me in praying? Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. And God, uh, your divine son, on the night that he suffered death, God, he instituted this sacrament of communion. God, this reminder for us of our freedom from slavery to sin and death. God, as we, we prepare our hearts and as we will celebrate it tomorrow, God, may we celebrate it and receive it thankfully in remembrance of him. God, and those holy mysteries, would you just, as we remember it, would you help us to remind ourselves of that pledge of eternal life? God, I pray that as we, again, are preparing our hearts to celebrate the incredible self-sacrificing gift that you've given us, Lord Jesus, would you be present with them? Heavenly Father, would you bring about healing for those who need healing? God, would you bring about provision for those that need your provision? And Lord, every need. God, would those who need your peace, God, may they experience that. As we're preparing our hearts and as we're thinking about what you've done for us, Lord, we pray that your presence would be with them. I hope that, again, this, um, this Holy Week has just been a meaningful time for you guys. And I just want to continue to pray God's blessing for you. But it's really good to see you guys. I want to encourage you tomorrow to join us for our Good Friday service. And then join us either Saturday or Sunday for our Easter services. And it's just, again, such a great opportunity that we get to prepare our hearts for Easter. So love you guys. Bless you.